Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Emily. And I'm Miriam. We're We're just just two gals in our 20s trying to live our best type 1 diabetic lives. Every week we tackle a new topic from the diabetic perspective. Although we offer tips, we are not medical professionals, but we also offer plenty of anecdotes and general thoughts about how to embrace the type 1 lifestyle on your own terms. It's not always easy to do through all the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a pancreas pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here. And Miriam. And today we're talking all about insurance woes and kind of how to deal with that sort of thing. It's truly a thing. And everyone has, if you're listening, I guess we should stipulate that we are coming to you from the United States. So our insurance system is quite different than a lot of other countries. Um, just something I just now thought about, TBH, Miriam, LOL. But we do have a good chunk of <laughs> listeners here in the U.S., so this is applicable to you, and really dealing mm-hmm. with anyone anywhere, it, it's applicable. Uh, so just a little background on this episode. Miriam recently got on her husband's insurance, correct? Yes, that is right. So I was dealing with kind of picking a plan and and dealing with the repercussions of my pickage. <laughs> Love it, live it. A new word I've just created. It's amazing. Um, and I am, I just turned 25 literally two weeks ago, question mark. It was on Valentine's Happy Day. Belated. I don't know. Thank you. Thank you kindly. I made it to a quarter of a century. And then I made it to realizing that I have less than 365 days until I'm kicked off my parents' insurance. H- happy mm-hmm. birthday to all 26-year-olds out there because I'm about to get kicked in the face with that type of thing. So we thought this was going to be a good idea to talk about how we handle these things. I mean, Miriam has obviously been off of her parents' insurance, been on her own, and then now is on her husband's. Because um, I'm ancient. You're not. Miriam, you're really <laughs> like four years older than me, Tops. Um, but yeah, no, you're effervescent. Everything's great. But oh my Thanks. God, I'm glad to say that so much now. Anyways, breakdown of the reasoning behind this episode is, Miriam, if you'd like to kick us off with a little bit about what happened when you went on your husband's insurance that had to do with a little bit of lingo and medical talk. And I don't know if uh, followers saw this on our Instagram, but she alluded to this quite heavily on our Instagram stories because it was a pain in the butt. Yes. And I was having a moment with my insurance frustrations. Um, And Emily and I were talking. We don't want to get too like educational about the insurance linkers because we're not sure a lot of diabetics we are very aware of like insurance plans and what a deductible means what if out-of-pocket costs means like all those things so we don't want to like teach too much um but we will give like general refreshers for those of you who are younger and haven't had to deal with insurance on your own without your parents yet um so basically i decided to go when I got married, um, usually every employer has different times, but usually at the end of each calendar year, you have to enroll in a new insurance plan for the, for the coming year. Um, so when deciding what to do around, you know, December, when I'd be switching January 1st, um, I decided that my husband's insurance options would be better because 
my employer, the premium, which is the amount uh, that I pay per paycheck is much higher than my husband. So I had to pay like almost a hundred dollars per paycheck for my health insurance, where my husband for both of us would be paying like $30 per paycheck for insurance for both of us. So that would be saving us a lot of money. (laughs) Well, your husband also, (laughs) your husband's also a doctor. So I hear that occasionally they get dope insurance, IDK. That could have been a mystery. This is the problem. You would think so. He works in a hospital system, a big hospital system. Um, So I thought for sure, one, the insurance will just be better. Two, it's much more reasonably cost um, upfront. So we just thought it would be a better option. So long story short, he had like a couple different insurance options available to him when we were choosing. There's like the lowest level, which really covers like your annual physical and hospitalizations. Like that costs him nothing. It's the cheapest insurance option all the way to the highest, which includes like a lot of coverage out of network costs. So if I'm seeing a doctor who isn't in the insurance network, it'll still cover a portion of which that. A lot of doctors so this in just New seemed York, like the best option. A lot of doctors in New York are out of uh, exactly, and especially network. for mental health for mental health services. Like if you're seeing a therapist, a lot of they them don't, take, don't insurance. take insurance. Yeah. So sorry, I get really heated exactly. about this. Well, it's New York. You can- <laughs> It's New York. You can get away with that. Um, you know, I'm in that field, so I can understand why. Yeah. I mean, my therapist um, but if you have insurance, insurance that covers so. out of yeah, but I love her. She's yeah, great. And if you have a an stop interrupting. Sorry, an insurance plan that. No, you're fine. If you have an insurance plan that covers out-of-network costs, it's not going to cover the therapy completely, but it will cover a percentage. So you can then reimburse your your bills to insurance, and they or you can submit your bills to insurance, and they will reimburse you a percentage of um, whatever your session costs, and that changes plan by plan. So I. we chose this plan because it had out-of-network coverage and it was just the, the highest level plan. So I'm like, great, this will be good. I did all my homework. Um, everything seemed great. And starting in, actually it ended up being February, just based on the time when we got married, I was on his plan. So everything looked good when I did my research beforehand. I saw that it covered durable medical equipment, which is like pump supplies, um, pumps, CGMs, like all that stuff, it was covering at a hundred percent, which means they would completely which cover it. Which is a really big thing um, to look into. I and I know a lot of listeners don't even really consider this because you might be on multiple daily injections mm-hmm. or you might be, you know, using a specific pump that's covered by Medicaid or Medicare, whatever mm-hmm. you're on. Um, I do think it's really important to, to know though, when you get an insurance plan, you're like pretty much locked into that for the year. So if you are unsure if you want to go on a pump or if you want to go back to multiple daily injections or something like that, I do think it's really important that you still look into these type of things. I mean, commitment in any way, shape or form can be scary, especially when it's your day to day coping with a disease. But um, having the option in knowing your coverage is really important. And I think you did such a good job of that, Miriam. Absolutely. Looking into that. Yes, I did all my research and even like, okay, so the insurance I'm on now is United Healthcare, <laughs> which I feel like I have to say with like a dun, yes. dun, 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 <laughs> Do because they it. are notoriously, they're not, um, they're not well received in the diabetes community because of their choice to only cover the Medtronic insulin That's pumps. So weird. And so any... It's weird, and anyone in the diabetes social media world, I am sure you have seen posts about this, that this is a big issue. It's it's affecting patient choice. It's a big problem. But 
they may not cover other insulin pumps, but they will cover your insulin, the pump supply. So even though I'm on a tandem pump, they're still supposed to cover my monthly supplies. And they actually completely cover Omnipod as well because that's considered like a, it's coded yeah. differently. So even though you're, um, because it's tubeless, they're able to kind of get away with, with covering that. So Omnipod they'll cover and Medtronic, but not Tandem, which I guess is the only other option now anyways. So basically like there's like three. So I was kind of screwed in that sense, but I knew this going in. I knew that it was going to be my insurance plan. So I did actually make sure to get um, my pump. My warranty was out uh, in December. So I worked with the Tandem reps to make sure I could get my new pump before my insurance changed to United. And luckily I did. So that wasn't going to be a question mark. So basically, long story short, I'm on this insurance, this new insurance. I'm submitting my claims as per usual, and I get a bill for my CGM and pump supplies because I get them every three months from my supplier, which is like Byram Healthcare. I don't know if I should yeah. be saying these names. I don't want to like shame anyone. Uh, I think you're fine. I think they put um, themselves out there in, in this position. And the way they, I mean, we're holding them accountable exactly. for the way that they treat their clients. Let's be real. I have some stories I can't wait to Absolutely. share. So please <laughs> And, and I honestly, I have no issues with my supplier because they're not the ones, you know, dealing with the finances so much. Like I pay the bill to them, but really it's insurance who is determining how much I pay. So basically what comes down to it, I get this charge that I'm very confused by because from my understanding, all of these supplies are supposed to be covered at a hundred percent because they have always been considered durable medical equipment. And my plan specifically states in all the paperwork, they're covered at 100%. So I call United. I call my insurance plan. I explain I'm confused and what does this cost? And they say to me, oh, well, durable medical supplies are covered at 100%, but disposable medical supplies are only covered at 80%. And I'm like, that's interesting because I've never heard this term in dealing with insurance lingo. This is brand new to me. Um, that's not a term that you see coming up in things. And where is this documented? Like anywhere? Like I, they're like, that's weird. They, they can see it on their end, that 80% coverage, but it is not available to me as the consumer to have found that out this shady. information that beforehand. Shady so that's my first, exactly. That's my first step. Like frustration is like, if this, if I knew this, I, we would have, done my calculations differently, I probably would not have chosen this plan because my other insurance, even though the premiums were higher, it covered it completely. So this is a big shift. That's an issue um, that I couldn't know beforehand. So I was kind of stuck into this new insurance plan. And now I am stuck there for an entire year. That's the first thing. And then even second thing, now that I'm in this plan, they're telling me, oh yeah, it's covered at 80%. I still can't find that information anywhere. And I'm like, mind boggled. And then the next thing is they said my insurance um, is covering 80% because my supplier is a tier (laughs) two supplier. So most insurance plans, they decide like, like even with doctors, like they have certain doctors that they'll cover at the highest tier. And then some doctors are the second tier, depending on what network they're in. Same with medications. You know, they have some preferred medications, which are usually generic. If you want a brand name medication, then you pay a little bit more. So basically they said my supplier is a tier two um, 
supply tier two provider, so they'll cover it at eighty percent. If I were to choose a tier one provider, they'll cover it ninety percent, which is still not a hundred, but it's Switch better. Yeah. So I'm like, great, okay, no problem switching suppliers. What's my tier one option? Oh, there is no tier what? one supplier for for this. So that is mind boggling to me. So they're charging me as if it's a tier two provider, even though I have literally no other options. All suppliers would be considered tier two. So this is, so, which brings me to my next point is these insurance, the people you are talking to 95% of the time are the customer service representatives. And I want to stress that every representative I've spoken with has been unbelievably nice kind, which I know is not always the case. Trust me, I know. But the ones I've spoken to, they've been super kind, super helpful. I'll explain my concern or like, oh, this is costing me this. And they're like horrified on my behalf. Like, oh my God, I am so sorry. That being said, I'm sure they're kind of trained to be overly sympathetic to like not have people yell at them all the time. But it worked because I did feel like they were on my they were on my side. I felt that they cared. And the representative I was talking to originally about this said, listen, I'm going to resubmit this claim for you. I'm going to explain that all of this stuff is usually considered durable medical equipment. And if they can perhaps process this as durable medical equipment, so that it will be covered completely. So great. That was very kind of her. In the meantime, while I was waiting to hear back from insurance, I spoke to my supplier and explained this to him. I said, listen, these are the supplies I've always gotten. For some reason, they're processing it now as disposable medical supplies, which aren't covered as much for me. Have you ever heard of this? Isn't it normally durable medical equipment? And they were like, yeah, we've never heard of durable medical supplies or excuse me, disposable medical supplies. They always actually they had a plan with United Healthcare that asked them to code it a specific way so that it's easier for them. So they they, you know, had this whole deal with United Healthcare with their understanding that it was going to be considered durable medical equipment. And for some reason, they're charging it as disposable. So my, my supplier was confused. They had never heard of this option. So basically I just left feeling like who, what, like who's on my side, who can help? You left more, yeah. I was more like, confused and concerned more, than before. Exactly, and more confused. And I felt like, okay, well at least my supplier is on my side. Cause they're also confused. They're like, no, this is considered durable medical equipment. So long story short, I get a voicemail like two days later on my phone from United Healthcare saying like, well, actually, like there's nothing we can do. Your claim was processed correctly. Like, as you can see, your insurance plan covers this at 80%. So this was covered at 80%, blah, 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 like kind of very pretentious. I will say this is the only representative that I felt was kind of rude um, just based on the voicemail she left for me. Um, so I felt really stuck. It's also a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous, like you should never be receiving that answer. And I just felt so frustrated. Cause again, like, why is this information not available to me? Like, I understand if this was upfront from the beginning, I would have understood exactly what my cost would be. And it still sucks. Cause it's still a couple hundred dollars. Like luckily it's every, for every three months, not every month, but basically every three months I'll be paying $350. Um, which is a lot of Which money. Is not cheap. It's yeah. not cheap. And it certainly adds up. And that's just for these supplies. That's not even including all the other like expenses you have. Yeah, that's not even the supplies. insulin, which exactly. is having insane, insane, like 300% price hikes exactly. and everything like that. So I just felt very 
disillusion. So what I'm doing now, yes, <laughs> disillusionment. That would be my dad um, would memoir. I feel disillusioned by my medical companies. Sorry, continue. So my next step is basically I found, luckily, and not everyone has this um, available to them, but my husband's employer has something called a health advocate program, which means you yes. can talk to them. You give my them, dad does as well. It's nice. You give them like consent to speak to your insurance company and to speak with like the claims people. Um, and you can explain to them what the issue is and they can fight on your behalf. So basically I set up, you know, an account with the health advocate. I explained my issue I have a feeling in my gut they're not going to pay for my supplies at 100%, but I do think I have a cause for them to at least cover it as 90%. Because there (laughs) there is no tier one provider for my supplies, there is none available to me. If there was, I would choose them, but because there is not that option, I think they should at least honor the fact that I tried to choose a tier one provider. They don't exist. So you need to cover me as if I'm doing a tier well, one. Well, it's false advertising. At the end of the day, that Absolutely. is false advertising for you. And that is illegal and it is wrong. I mean, it might not be technically illegal because I don't know what they have, the stipulations they have in their contracts or anything like that. But yeah. let's be real. You signed up thinking one thing and mm-hmm. you have found no literature and nothing showing you something else. Exactly. And this is what you get at the end of the day. You don't, you know, lucky like lucky enough for you and for me and for a lot of people we Mm -hmm. know we're able to cover our butts and and put money down and still get the supplies we need yes we might be in debt and yes we might be you know cutting back on a lot of things Mm -hmm. so we can afford these things but there's so many people that don't have access to this that don't have anyone to fight for them in their corner and it's unbelievable unbelievable what these people are getting away with unbelievable um, yeah it's it's like the more I think about it and talk about it, the more disgusted I get. Like, obviously, we know there are flaws in our health system. This is like all you hear about on the news, but. No, Americans listening to this are like, oh, well, this is our daily lives. <laughs> and I think we have to understand like, the people that decide these things, they're like men in these. They're I can't white think of the right and like in this high rise laughing. I, I can't. You can't access them. There's like no, no medical, like the medical people that are like deciding what is medically necessary are so out of touch with like your daily life, how you're dealing with these things. Yeah, you someone that um, is the parent or has type 1 diabetes. The parent of someone with type 1 diabetes or has it and they yeah. won't understand. They this won't actually understand what's helpful. Mm-hmm. This like truly reminds me, this is like one of the biggest issues I've ever had. And this actually doesn't have to do with my insurance company. It has to do with my medical supply company. And they are now my old medical supply company. Mm-hmm. And um, this was, okay, so obviously I was you know, head back to season one, episode one, you can hear my diagnosis story, but I was diagnosed almost five years ago now. And I have been hashtag blessed enough to be on the Dexcom since I believe nine, like nine months after my diagnosis or something like that. And so I've been on, let's just say I've been on Dexcom for four years now and I love it. And I got on it because I couldn't feel my lows and knock on wood, it has saved me countless times and truly hashtag blessed. But I was getting it getting my Dexcom through. So I'm on my parents' insurance because <laughs> I'm still a child. And I, you know, want Aetna and I was required to go through this medical supplier in California called Solara. And I'm calling them out because like, honestly, I've called them out so many times. It's like 
they, I'm probably blacklisted for them. But basically what happened was, is I, they were messing up my shipments left and right. They would bill me multiple times in a certain time of the year when they knew I was getting, you know, I was getting basically just hemorrhaging money from having to pay for all these supplies before I met my deductible. Mm-hmm. And they, I literally would ask them to stop sending me supplies. I was like, okay, I have like six months worth of supplies right now. Can you please hold off on shipment? Like I was in college. Mm-hmm. I had nowhere to put it. There was just so many factors involved. And I would talk to one person. One person would tell me one thing. I would talk to another, you know, just climbing the chain of people. Yes. And eventually I was paying phone tag with them. And this actually went on for years. Like I, they got away with it and I would call and leave an angry message and I would call and leave an angry message. I would call the manager. And you're getting charged every single time. Yes. And I would call the manager and I'd ask to speak specifically to the manager. I'd ask to be put on hold until the manager could come talk to me. And then like, I remember one time I finally got on the phone with the manager and I had gotten it like in writing that one person said one thing to me about my shipment and supplies and another person said something else like other time I called and I finally was able to get people's names and after like a year of this going back and forth because I was like out they overshipped a whole bunch of stuff and then forgot to ship my like one shipment and so I was out of Dexcoms and I had no access to it and I was you know still recently diagnosed at this point so I was freaking out and they were like I was I broke down in tears and anyone who knows me knows that I'm not a crier. I'm like an angry crier, LOL, send help. But I just got so frustrated and I felt like no one was on my team and they did mm-hmm. not care. And I straight mm-hmm. up started crying and I was like, don't you realize this is like definitely a low moment to so everyone who's listening. Don't judge me. But like, LOL. Yes, I said this. I was like, don't you realize how hard it is to have diabetes? Do you think I want this? This is a nightmare and you making it 10 times worse. Like, I'm, I was like, why can't you no. just get this? It's like, I've, I put it in writing. I've called every single person in your California office and no one can give me the same answer. And this is abysmal. And I just need to have confidence that I'm going to get through the night without having a dangerous low. Like I need to have mm-hmm. this product. And unfortunately, my insurance was requiring me to go through you. And I told them like 10 times, I was like, if I had a choice, I would have left you years ago or months ago or days ago. Yeah. And they were just, they were like, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. So this goes on for years. And finally, of course, the last year that I'm on my parents' insurance, I was able, I had enough. They did something really bad. I can't even remember what it was, but they like, I think they forgot a shipment or they started, like something really messed up. They didn't put something through insurance. I don't know. And I get on the phone with my insurance company and I actually had my dad, who's amazing. Shout out to you, dad. You rock, don't ever change. He was like, getting to the point where he was like, Em, you're upset about this every freaking month when you have to get on the phone with them. Like, yeah. this is enough. Even if it's, you know, the last six months of you being on our insurance, if something changes for the better, it's worth it. Like, just, you know, call. So I call our insurance company. And I was like, I've been told I can only use this one medical supply company. Can I use someone else? And they were like, Mm-hmm. You know, I had to like fight for it and I had to go through the hoops a little bit, but my dad's company had an advocate for me and they, you know, they had a caseworker, bless her heart. She did not understand diabetes and it killed me. She kept calling it my yeah. blood pressure monitor. And if I was like, ma'am, oh, ma'am, yeah. no, <laughs> I was really so concerned. I was like, ma'am, no, blood pressure, knock on what is the one thing I have going for me right now. Don't take this away from me. Um, she was really sweet, but she was able to get me directly to Dexcom and like wave a whole bunch of flags. And so now Dexcom actually allows me to get it through US HealthLink. And I am like 100% covered all the time. And it was something that I wasn't before. And I was like, dope, I could have been doing this for the last four years, but here we are. 
So the moral yeah. of the story, and this is definitely something that we've talked about in previous episodes and something that Christy was always very adamant about is be your own biggest advocate because Miriam and I like, oh, for sure. if there's anything you can take away from this episode, aside from the fact that, you know, insurance companies are paying the butt, but they're worth it because you can eventually hopefully find what you need or get your proper information and maybe hopefully get mm-hmm. covered or get your way in some regard is that we learned that no one knows our bodies like us and no one knows how to fight for something like this like we do because they're not living the day-to-day we are and I mean sometimes you just got to reach the human in these people like I'm so tired of talking to robots as I say on a podcast lol but it's just it's so (laughs) like I don't know how many times I have to say speak to operator before I get someone and then yeah representative I don't care that you have an automated system that has like 30 billion answers to my questions. They're not a single answer is the answer I'm looking for. <laughs> so, and Absolutely. there are so many, which is why so many places yeah. that have resources there's, like JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. They have a whole insurance tab mm-hmm. on their website where you can go and learn breakdowns and learn what everything means. They have like, a, I think a glossary and just infinite explanations of things. Uh, Beyond Type 1 has stuff like mm-hmm. that as well, I believe. Miriam, you know, your doctor's office should have stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the information's out there. We'll, we'll plug some of it on right. this post on our website, pinkerspals.com. But um, it's, you know, it's a hassle, but it sucks. But at least we have access. And for those of you that don't have access, just disregard us because this must have been a really bad episode so, <laughs> for you guys. Sorry. No, but I think I think it's important to know, like, there are resources available, like just in exploring, like, why are my supplies costing this much? I've, I've found a lot of things like, you know, you can get transmitters, Dexcom G6 transmitters from Costco with no insurance for like $42 a transmitter. I've seen that um, all, all on Instagram. Yeah, it's the transmitters. For the sensors, the sensors are a bit more expensive, but you can still get them at Costco for zero, or not zero dollars, excuse me, with zero insurance um, for like 300 something dollars for a box, which yes, is very expensive, but they are are available. And if someone has lost their job recently or if they've, you know, lost their insurance in some way, shape or form to tide them over until you have access again, that's such a good resource. Exactly. And, you know, there's in, in terms of insurance, there are, you know, discount cards. If you, like basically, if you have something that doesn't seem covered or not exactly not covered enough, oh I would encourage you, you to Google. Sorry, my Alexa just started responding. No. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I didn't hear. Um, but like if you're whatever prescription you're taking, you can Google the name of the prescription plus discount card. And there's almost always some sort of discount. It might not be much, but you can take that to your pharmacist and they honor it. Ask your pharmacist for discount opportunities. Um, ask your endocrinologist when they're prescribing things a lot. Like I know my endocrinologist at least will prescribe me as needing more. Yeah, well, no, I'm afraid to say this out loud, that, yeah. but I think every endo so makes does me it. Nervous to hear it. They, they prescribe more insulin. <laughs> they prescribe more insulin than you technically need in a month, so that you can get the, more insulin for the same copay. So these are things that, like, unfortunately, this is our health system, and our doctors want us to be able to have access to these things that are 
literally saving our lives. So they're on your side. Which you would think insurance companies want to also so they don't have to start covering our butts if something goes exactly. wrong because of the complication because we aren't able to care for exactly. ourselves. They so want to cover it's such a cycle. It is. Yeah. In theory, they want to cover these like, preventative on. things. They don't always do as best as they can. But in theory, insurances want to cover more preventative measures so they don't have to pay for hospitalizations. Um, I think they could do more, like the, yeah. covering more, they could always do more CGMs and things like that. But I think we're getting there slowly but surely. I think in the next 10 years or so, they'll have more understanding of the kind of technology we're using to save our lives and more will be covered. Um if I had a dollar for every time someone said, in the next 10 years, diabetes will be cured. In the next 10 years, they'll have a microchip that you can insert into your <laughs> pancreas and everything will be fine. <laughs> but still, keep the faith. Keep the faith. I, you know, the, the technology in the last five years has changed so dramatically. So I, this is the first That's time so in my such a different perspective than me. Yeah. So I, I do think there is hope and insurances are figuring this out. Um, but in terms of being your own advocate, I agree. You absolutely need to be your own advocate. You know what you need and you know who, who to blame when things kind of go wrong. But that being said, it's really exhausting. And I think acknowledging that it is hard to be on offense for yourself all the time, you know, as Emily mentioned, Especially when you're still playing defense, yeah, <laughs> like constantly have, you're doing it all. Having diabetes is really hard. I want to say really fucking hard, but then my husband told me I said bad words too much on this podcast, so I'm trying to keep it in check. Oh I'm God, sorry. Steven, hop off. We're for a reason. Tell him to stop shaming you. You be you, Miriam. Steven, that sounded really aggressive. So I'm going to say this with passion. It is really fucking hard having a chronic illness, having diabetes, which is a chronic illness, which is literally every minute of chronic. every fucking day. <laughs> But like different than like other chronic illnesses that are like in remission. Like we don't get remission. It is always a flare up every minute. This is hard. And so having to fight insurance companies, which I'm not exaggerating when it takes hours on the telephone to See, deal with. You just don't have to fight this anymore. And like, that's fight. something that I learned. I needed to take a break. I was on the yeah. phone with an insurance company like every day for uh, during my lunch hour. Mm-hmm. Or like I was on the phone for like three hours one day and I was like, I need a break. I, yeah. I got to a point where I literally had to tell the person, I was like, I'm really sorry. I know this isn't your fault, but mm-hmm. I can't continue to have the same conversation. I need to take some time. Yeah. Can you please have someone reach out to me when you guys know what's going on on your end and I will call back tomorrow like or next week. Fair. Yeah. Like one, these representatives aren't the ones coming up with these costs. They're not the ones deciding what's covered and what's not. So I think being honest with them, like you said, saying, I know this isn't your fault, that helps a lot like having people on your side in terms of you know the people you're yelling at if if they're on your side it's it's easier to fight these things um yeah but also I think doing your research see if your employer or your insurance provider has some sort of health advocate system they're not always advertised very well so do your research with your employer see if you have a health advocate program um if not Finding a loved one, finding a family member, you can give them consent or to community. talk to or a community. You can give them consent yeah. to talk to insurance on your behalf. So if that means Maybe I need to, I need someone else to fight this fight for me just for the next day or so, utilize that. I think it's exhausting, and this is why people get burned out, not just from taking care of yourself, but by having to like fight every constantly fight for yourself. Yeah, it is exhausting. And you need to give yourself time and understand also like. 
it's okay if you don't pay your supply bill right away. Like it's not gonna, <laughs> it's, you know, that I hate to say that out loud, but it's true. I, I basically told my supplier, I said, listen, I'm not going to be paying this bill until I have some sort of understanding for my insurance. And they're like, all right, like, it's okay. They will get paid at some point through someone. The I absolute- will say it's much easier to pay a little. Well, you never want to be late on a bill because of your credit. But if you explain that to them, it's easier to save money than expect mm-hmm. money back from an insurance company. Like exactly, so much easier to do waiting that. Waiting for reimbursement will take a long time. So if you can just like, like delay it as much as you can. I'm turning into a Cinderella yeah. story. I um, also, so- honestly... I was talking to someone, maybe this, I can't fact check this, but paying, this isn't like not paying your credit card bill on time, not paying a medical bill on time doesn't affect your credit score as much actually. Oh, really? Just putting that out there. Worst case, they'll they'll send it to collections, which means like an outside agency will send you a bill. That's not good. No one wants that. (laughs) But honestly, I've gotten that from doctors before oh just like hospital, <laughs> I mean, like random hospital bills that I didn't know about, yeah. or like yeah. must have gotten lost in the mail. And all of a sudden, I'm getting a collections bill, and like it's it so hasn't quiet. affected my credit score at all. Like work. I pay it once I finally get that bill, but I don't. I mean, again, someone's going to respond, being like, "This is all not true." Like you can, but or what I've seen, I did this and then it got locked up. <laughs> don't, yeah. it's like this, we are not me. professionals in the accounting world, so don't uh, no. don't hold this I'm to this. My personal experience, like I won't pay a medical bill until I know exactly why I'm being charged and exactly what I'm paying for, um, because there's always something fair. you can fight. Yes. Yeah, I used and to so, work. I used to be on that. Sorry, on that note, I used to work as a case manager. Um, for adults with, you know, chronic illnesses and, and severe mental illnesses. So they couldn't advocate for themselves. So I would often, if they got a random hospital bill, I would often call the hospital, explain, listen, you know, this individual has schizophrenia. They're on a very limited income. They can't afford this. And the hospital more times than not would just waive the bill. Oh, people are kind. They are kind. You're truly an angel. Yeah. Um, you have to so, explain the, the reality. And again, most of the people you're talking to on a daily basis have nothing to do with the charges you're dealing with. They're just the middlemen. Yes. So and I was Emily and I said, react in their position if someone was yelling at exactly. me. Um, exactly. If they're yelling at you, you don't want to help them. But if they're no. like pleading to you and explaining like, I know this isn't your fault, but listen, this is the issue. You're going to catch more bees with honey. That's what it would be and like. We full hearted, full hardly, wholeheartedly believe in that saying. Yes. And um, like on this, be, to wrap up, with kindness. Yes. To wrap up this rant on, uh, not rant per se, but this topic, we mm-hmm. just want to say that, you know, we will always be updating our Instagram and share all of our woes so you guys can relate and write in all your stuff. Um, I think this pretty much wraps up our episode. So yay, season five, episode two. Yes. Uh, thanks for listening, pals. Be sure to follow us on Instagram yeah. at pancreas underscore pals Absolutely. on Facebook at pancreas pals PP. Send us an email at pancreas pals one, two, three at gmail.com and uh, stay on the lookout for more exciting things to come. We'll be back soon with another new episode and exciting guests. Uh, yeah. Thanks for everything, pals. And Miriam, you rocked on her change. Same. You too. We're still working on our closing lines, clearly. Yeah. We're- <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like a yearbook. You rocked on her change. Have a great summer. I mean it. Kick ass this summer. Yeah. Um, oh, you last. <laughs>
All right. Talk to you guys soon. Much love. Bye. Bye.